Thank you for joining us. I'm Paul Wilson. And I'm Chris Emke. And this is Diesel Performance Podcast. Uh, Chris, we got an awesome show lined up today. Yeah, I got to tell you, um, looking at the show notes, right, just a recap of everything we've done this year, I was surprised. I'm impressed with what we've accomplished in 2022. <laughs> so we, we often come around this time of year, end of the year, beginning of the new year, we, uh, we like to go back and look at what did we do throughout the year. So we're going to do a 2022 review today. Uh, we're going to go through each month and kind of talk about an episode from each month about maybe not necessarily the best episode or most popular, although some of them are, um, but just some of our favorites, some of the ones that were really memorable to us as we've done this Chris, we're in like year six, year seven of the show. Something like that. It's all um, a blur. It's been it, so much fun. I think 2015 October is like when we started. Yep. Um, so yeah, so it's we've been doing it a long, long time. Uh, and we always like to go back and just kind of, I think, humble ourselves a little bit yep. and think about all the really, really cool people that we've had a chance to talk to. People that like not your average diesel enthusiast actually gets to have a conversation with. Well, it's not just that It's not just that experience, but what's that grow and what's that gain us as an opportunity in the future from knowledge, um, you know, resources, uh, you know, just having the opportunity to potentially co-op with some of these guys in the future. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember January of 22 um you know beginning of the year we did a podcast and we were talking about uh lazy tuners making smoky diesels you know and this is something that for years we've talked about in our company right like internally about how to properly tune a truck and and what the norm in the industry was for different strategy for tuning a truck and what type of strategy was learned or adopted from other platforms leading up to the new stuff and I'll say in 22, a lot more um, and uh, like public knowledge, I think, has really grown. Yeah. Not not from our podcast, but just in general, the industry, uh, the knowledge. A lot of growth has happened in in just kind of looking at well, January one or you know January the first month we talked about that, and over the course of the last year, you know, it's been that much more of a focal point with end users. Absolutely, consumer demand has changed, and that's because yeah. people are are more educated and they have a better understanding. There's also more challenges. Uh, so as you're looking at tuning a newer vehicle, if you tune it to be really smoky, you're going cause problems with the emissions equipment yep. or you're going to draw unnecessary attention and people are starting to understand smoke is wasted fuel it's excessive heat people understand the system better whereas in back in the day it, you know if you're looking at like 2010 and you're tuning trucks well it was simple you deleted it and you threw more more fuel at it and who cares if it smoked that just meant it was a diesel and it was going right. to make more power uh but now people have a better education people have a better understanding of kind of all of these these comp what used to be complex ideas yeah. are kind of now considered to be like novice level stuff we don't get the same amount of requests for smoke tunes no no that we did five years ago no and i think it's also cool you know in in the upcoming months of highlights that we're going to go over there are other companies that have started to invest resources into you know maybe the additives that are used or the potential injector upgrades that are being utilized in the newer trucks and even in the older stuff the mechanical yeah. injection stuff even so you know it's really cool and it's you know you you mentioned it early uh, earlier humbling you know to kind of see you know we've been talking about a lot of stuff like this for years on the podcast and over at you know calibrated power um to, so to kind of see that shape up in the masses yeah. you know of the industry is is really cool to see absolutely uh one of the times that that i think we had one of those interviews where i sat back and i was like oh this guy's really good at this uh which happens often to be honest with you we yeah. we, we interview a lot of people and most of the people that we interview i i 
I generally step back and think, oh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, but when we interviewed A-Rod and Cody about Power Strokes, now they run a YouTube channel yep. and social media uh, around Power Strokes and Fords in general, um, there was so much information that I didn't know, so yep. much knowledge that I wasn't aware of. And to have the insight of a a large dealership mechanic, somebody who sees a lot of vehicles for a lot of different reasons, um, that was one that was really cool where I've, I've kind of come around to the Oval more over the years have gone on. Um, but I certainly still, there's just, there's a warehouse of shit that I'll never know. I think there's something to be said when you have two different, uh, you know, call them like media outlets in a sense. We're a media outlet, right, with what yeah. we do and, and same with A-Rod and Cody. But two quality content creators coming together and teaching each other about stuff or in this case us just kind of sitting back and interviewing and listening you know it it is insightful yeah i think we definitely look at ourselves as as fairly knowledgeable in the space as it is our careers so it's nice to get a different take and a different outlook from another set of eyes yeah yeah absolutely so yeah uh, March March jumped into when we were diving into biodiesel. I learned so much in the month of March when it came to bio. Uh, coming from, you know, Paul, leading up to that, you and I had sat down. Diesel prices were starting to go through the roof uh, price-wise. And uh, a lot of guys on the forums were talking about, well, just run bio, just run bio. I was very naive to it. Yeah. I believe you were as equal. Oh, you yeah. Know. So uh, it, it bio isn't bio. I learned, <laughs> you know, there's different <laughs> grades of bio. There's different uh, ways of the process of bio. There are different engines that are more susceptible to running bio versus other engines. I thought I thought what was really interesting was, was the, the technical stuff. I think a lot of guys gravitate to and, and understand that. And, and I agree that stuff was interesting. Yeah. What really grabbed my my imagination was the economy of bio. Um, The idea that it's really cheap is the concept. Mm -hmm. And like when you see pumps that say 10% bio or 20% bio, you just assume that's a cost-saving measure. And it turns out... uh, Probably not. (laughs) I think too, you know, so many guys, so many people are like, oh, bio's bad, bio's bad. Like after the bio interviews that we did, like bio diesel has a lot of attributes that could potentially benefit you from what is at the pump, or if it's done correctly, if you are going to create your own bio. I think of it like if you drink really expensive scotch, yeah. and then you show up at a sled pull and somebody hands you a mason jar yeah. of something clear, and you're like, oh, that's really gross. It's like, well, you don't have a taste for this. Right. Like, yeah, sure, we're, in this, we're playing the same game of alcohol, but like this isn't the same world no. for you. Uh, and that's kind of like what diesel fuel at the pump and yeah. making your own biodiesel looks like. Also, understanding that there's like industrial-grade biodiesel machinery that right. you can pretty much, like if you own a large operation that already has a bunch of fryer grease, I think is yeah. probably the easiest feedstock to compare this to, um, That that's, that's likely the only way to make biodiesel at scale and have it make sense. Yeah, no, right? d- definitely. So, I think one of the things kind of piggybacking off of what we did in March was in April um, where we had Hotshot Secrets on and we were talking about fuel additives and why they matter. And I think that that was a really good episode because a lot of that, I think, piggybacked off of what we had interviewed the year prior with uh, Randy Harkema over at Exergy. You know, I think that interview with Randy last year was probably one of the first interviews when it came to fuel additive where you and I kind of opened our eyes a little bit more and were a little bit more open-minded too. I, I wasn't in on that interview. Uh, I was out that day. Oh, damn. Well, I did it. It was great. Um, 
the, the hot shot secrets one <laughs> the hot you're, shot you're referring one. to randy I was so the randy you yeah. were here for yeah, yeah. um and i like i said that was the first time like we kind of opened our eyes to that so having hot shot secrets on and and having them go more in depth about you know the company's history with fuel uh you know additives and in, in fluids in general for you know diesel pickups modern day trucks and then backing into some of their you know their strategy for the additives it was you know really insightful i don't think additive as as much of a voodoo or as a a snake oil-esque style product as i did five years ago absolutely yeah uh when hot shot secrets hit the scene i first thought what a stupid name um and then i learned more about them was like all right well maybe it's actually kind of a good name genius um yeah I was like, well, that, that kind of speaks to exactly who they are and who they're who they're yeah. working with. And then going back, and I did listen to, yeah. to your guys' episode, um, and I was like, I, yeah, Kyle Fisher was one of those guys that you heard talk about it and you could feel the conviction yeah. in it. Um, and then the, the data and the science around it of understanding it, I think that was really, really yeah. cool for me. Uh, that was definitely an eye-opener. Randy, when we talked to Randy... Randy's one of those smart guys that you just you hear him talk and you're like, well, you, you're a lot smarter than me. That's, yeah, that's really I'm not going to question so you. I'm definitely <laughs> not going to give you much kickback, right? Is you're just like, well, if you say it, I assume it's true. Yeah. Um, you, you know, so so those were two very very different interviews uh, that I think both got across a, a very broad stroke kind of idea, yeah. which is like, while there might be something to this diesel additive, maybe it isn't like you said, just voodoo or, or snake oil. So uh, that brought us up into May. May is usually when we're we're full on focusing on UCC prep. Yep. So we're usually interviewing UCC competitors. Uh, I picked this one as, as my favorite for May. Uh, and that's the episode's called 3000 Horse Power Carb Certified Injectors. Now, talk about clickbait. Talk about clickbait. If if you haven't listened to that episode, I strongly urge you to go listen to it for two reasons. One, um, I don't want to give away the secret based on the title, but like, no, there's no three thousand horsepower carb certified injectors. That's not a thing. But there are carb certified carb certified injectors, which, which is huge. And there are three thousand horsepower capable injectors, right. which Lenny is very knowledgeable on both fronts. And, okay. and hilarious. He, That's the thing. Is we talk to a lot of smart people do. in the show. Uh, and we talk to a lot of people that have passion. I love, love talking to those type of guys. Lenny is somebody who who is very smart. He has a lot of passion. And he also has a, a magnetic personality. Yeah, no. I think Lenny's been in the game. And, and Lenny was, the, the month of May was kind of what I was alluding to when we were talking, you know, the January, you know, the clean diesel and yeah. this and that. Lenny's been in the game a long time. You know, I remember 10, 12 years ago on, you know, first gen forum and Cummins forum with the older mechanical stuff, DDP sold injectors. Right. right? So to see him in the game as long as he has, but perfecting and going back and revisiting those older platforms, he he has a drive and a determination to, hey, you know, I want these older mechanical trucks to run clean. The same reasons why a lot of guys got out of the mechanical to go common rail. He wants to give that example of, hey, you could go back to that stuff and we could provide you an injector that is going to run clean and, and burn accordingly. <coughs> and it's created opportunities. I mean, now we're working with him on a couple of uh, behind the scenes projects here at the shop. Yeah. So, you know, that's one of those opportunities where you got him on the pod, you interview him. Great content. Smart guy. 
and you know there was opportunity for for more data and, and more collaboration in the future to take place absolutely uh june that that's beginning of june is when we do ucc uh so we went to ucc we talked to everybody a lot of the interviews that came out the month of june we had actually already done before ucc and yep. it's just kind of a timing and publishing thing uh so we got to talk to first place winner which i again most people well you forget that most diesel performance enthusiasts guys who like watch the pages and follow all the youtube channels they never get to talk to the guy who wins ucc right. so we got to talk to justin ziegler that was awesome yep. uh but i know uh one of my favorite interviews uh absolutely throughout that that time and throughout all of last year was talking to turbo tom uh who has sadly passed away uh at the track um i, I thought i thought it was important to bring up uh this that episode, I thought, gave a really good insight of somebody who just had passion. Well, let's talk about that episode, the behind-the-scenes stuff. We recorded that episode after hours at our personal houses. Yeah, it's like 8 um, o'clock at 8 night. 8 o'clock at night, because like, that's what worked for him with his work schedule. Yeah. And, uh, Paul, let, let's just be honest with the listeners. Like, when we have to record, you know, in those odd times, like, we've already worked. We've already dealt with our kids, our wives, this and that. Like, 8 o'clock podcast recordings are not really our favorite, you just to say the least. You just you get somebody talkative so you don't have to hold the conversation. And, <laughs> and Turbo Tom did exactly that. He blew us away with his, his energy, with his drive, with his passion, the determination, and his excitement, you know, yeah. for the diesel industry and him being... Being that DIY pinnacle of, hey, if I can do it, you can do it. And here's the blueprint. I mean, he was very, very, very um, uh, transparent on on YouTube with the things that he was doing leading yeah. up to UCC. So, yeah, rest in peace to Tom. I mean, you were he was a phenomenal individual. Um, I'm really appreciative that we had the opportunity to have him on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. I remember doing the prep call with him uh, on his lunch break. Uh, just getting off the phone and smiling and being yeah. like, "Oh, this is it was a killer. This is going to be a good, good conversation. Absolutely. If if you haven't heard it again, uh, you, you know, pause. Go go listen to it. it. It's that one to me probably is was the highlight of the year. Just um, just based on really talking to him, yeah. right? Just just really understanding that. Uh, well, okay. So that was June. July brought us into. Um, God, I'd say one of the trucks that maybe was the most surprising outcome for me. Oh, the truck from California you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can't stop uh, yeah. or can't stop. Or- can't stop. Can't stop was the plates. So the background on the truck, right? It was a 17 to 19 L5P Duramax, lifted to the moon, big wheels, 40-inch tires, um, stealth turbocharger, tuning, just the works. And it was it was a Cali truck, right? So it had all the glim and glamour to back it up, you know, powder-coated, everything to the hilt. I mean... Did, did it have the custom center caps? It, Do I remember I'm that? Pretty on sure. It? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that the wheel entire combo on that cost more than my daily driver. You know, check. It just check. It was a beautiful truck, it, a work of art to say the least. You know, it, it was a truck I usually would make fun of. Right, but I'll, I'll be honest. Let's talk about the experience of driving because so we did a ride along in that truck. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, I'm not a fan of lifted trucks. I'll just be very vocal. Yep. Neither are you. Yep. Uh, that truck drove so nice. <laughs> it was so surprised. That's why I say like. Talk about don't judge a book by its cover. The reason I don't like lifted trucks is my driving experience with them. 99% of the the big lift, 12-inch and larger trucks that I've driven, or even just any trucks with 40-inch tires that I've driven, they suck to drive. The suspension is sloppy. The steering is sloppy. The braking is horrible. Just It ruins what 
that truck is fully capable of. And all just so it could look cool, because I right. never see these trucks doing anything no. cool except driving. So they're mall crawlers. So I just- Mall crawling. I have this like- Mall crawling looking for lot lizards? Yes. Oh, okay. 100%. Um, so I don't, I, I don't like these trucks. Now listen, I love, and I've said this many times, I love people doing wildly irrational things yeah. with their vehicles, such as lifting them 18 inches and putting 40-inch tires on it to drive 30 miles an hour four four times a week. Um, but, oh. but I love the idea of it, but I would never do it. No. That is a truck... Listen, I wouldn't put my money into those mods, but that is a no, truck that I, I got in it, and I expected one thing, and then we drove it, and it was totally different no, than I mean, what I expected. You know, to you know, coming from you know, there's guys that you know put their their trucks on a reverse level in a street tire, you know, and they like that look, or you know, guys that are you, you know, talking about Carolina squat? No, I wouldn't. But that's another. I mean, yeah. here, I like mine to be leveled, a street tire, and that's it. And then you have the Carolina squat. Then you have these lifted trucks, and then you have like. The, the the front level with a 35, right? Like, there are different tastes of trucks. You go to any truck show and you're going to find everything and anything in I between. I want them dropped as low as they yeah, can that, go. That, that, but, the, you know, I like that. I like you know, that I like look. That. It um, usually also drives like shit. <laughs> I've never been one to, uh, you know, really resonate with that lifted truck, but I can say that that can't stop truck, that truck that we drove in, in July, was a truck that. It was practical. Like it was a big truck. It was it was hard to get in and out of. Like you know, I'm shorter. You know, you're 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 Grace. You're a little taller than me. But nonetheless, it was still hard to get in and out of. Yeah, like it, no, it's it a big big truck. Yeah. But the trucks, the practicality of the truck, it still drove nice. It was comfortable driving down the road at 70, 80 miles an hour. It like turned fine. It did. That's something that those it stopped never well. Yeah, like everything stopped, about that like... truck, the functionality was there. So I could say that's probably one of the first big lifted trucks that I was like, all right, like this was done right. I think the last time I was as surprised by a driving experience is when we had the the ragtop Humvee. Okay. And I was like, this is going to be so cool. Yeah. And then we drove it together because I had driven that yeah. truck a bunch. Uh, the two two different occasions um and i always drove it by myself mm-hmm. uh and was like oh this is fun i yeah. like this this is stupid and i love that it's stupid uh and then we drove it for a podcast together and i just remember us yelling at the yep. top of our lungs yeah, uh, was... and still all you could hear was engine noise over it <laughs> <laughs> that was it was a brutal episode for our listeners but but i was surprised um that it went bad because i was so excited about the humvee and this I expected it to be bad, and it went so well that it just it blew me away. Yeah. Uh, August, we had a couple of good episodes in August. There, it was I think we did a rebroadcast in August, um, but I know I sat down with Nick at one point. We did a big block check in, uh, the big block Cummins down in the shop. That's yep. our old UCC build. That was, it is to this day one of the coolest builds uh, I've ever seen. Um, it, it's all-time one of my favorite trucks to talk about. It's a one-off, unique, never been replicated in anything that's current in the diesel world. Yes. So it's, it's the peak <clears throat> of impractical. It is the peak of it. I mean, yes. Because it doesn't even fit into being a competitive no. in anything that you could have competitors no. with. All all that truck is is I rem- I've been here going on nine years, yep. and for eight of those nine years, Nick has talked about wanting to do a big block build. Even when I had my five nine, my 07 truck in the motor, like oh, he's like, oh, let's let's just do this a three, you know, blah blah blah. <laughs> I'm like, no, like that, no. <laughs> no. So he did it, you know, with his own resources, which is super cool. And uh, anytime we have customers from anywhere in the country come in into our facility, they you know want a shop tour, right? They want that experience. Yeah. And we have a, a row of trucks, uh, you know, shop trucks, projects that we've done over the years. And that is one of those trucks where 
first glance, it's a Cummins motor, right? And then they see the turbochargers hanging off the passenger side, off the manifold. And it starts to really spark some questions, because there are three massive S591 millimeter turbos. And all you see is two, Yeah. right? Then there's a third one tucked in the back. Then the questions start getting asked. And it's like, well, you know, it's a retrofit, it's a semi-engine, blah, 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 it's 10 liter, blah, blah, blah. And that is usually the one after the conversation gets started, out of all the cool stuff that sits at the shop between customer builds and, and shop projects, that's one I think a lot of people gravitate to because it is so unique in its own right. Yeah. So. It's also the only shop truck that I haven't got to drive. Have you got to drive that one? No. I think we're. I think, I think, I think, I think we, we got to talk to somebody yeah, about yeah, this. We need I, think, to... I think the podcast, yeah. just as for integrity's sake, yeah, for sure, just for and integrity's sake, not for our know. personal no, benefit. No, 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 no. no, 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 we, no. We, want the, we want the viewers and listeners right. to it's, experience. It's for you that yeah. we are going to now harass our boss about driving that vehicle. Uh, okay, move. September. Um, man, September. We sat down and talked with Mike Hanzuk, uh from Alaska yep. about the very first sentencing on felony charges for deleting trucks. So that was a, a scary. Like I didn't feel comfortable in that moment talking about it because it, it opens your eyes and it. The, there's a. This isn't just him, you know, that this is happening to. There's a lot of shops across the U.S., a lot of businesses across the U.S. that this is starting to affect. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think uh, Mike went into things in a very factual manner, right? He was very like, hey, here's here's the timeline. This is what I dealt with. Here's the business that we generated. This is how we were running the business. This is the marketing efforts. This is where we were doing it. And here's my demise. You know, yeah. this is what happened. Yeah. So... So he got, he got house arrest for six months for deleting for for being a part owner in a company that deleted trucks. Yep. Um, we got in 2013. We never thought it would go that far. We always thought it, companies would get fined to death and just put out of business based on fines, uh, which is what was happening around that 13 era. That's like when H and S got popped yep. for the first time and all that all that stuff was going down. Um, so we really at the time the the big scare was oh no you're your business will just get fined, and if your owner doesn't doesn't have the cash, your your company could fold based on this. Um, now, come to find out in 2022, they're they're not only pursuing felony charges; it's not just a scare tactic. They are they can convict. Yep. They can convict based on based on on. On conspiracy charges, uh, there's all sorts of wild, lifelong implications for people around that. Um, you know, we've heard some other guys talk about it that are big names in the industry and kind of what they're facing. We're going to see how things shake out here in the future. Yep. Um, but I, I thought that interview, as far as as far as its impact on diesel performance, I thought the information in that in that interview w- was in. Hard to explain the value of it, no, of, no. of being able to understand it and get your head around it. Regardless of your your position on emissions in, in the EPA, regardless if, if you're one-sided or the other, right? You believe in it or you don't. You can't deny that these things are happening. Yeah. And all we want to do is shed a little bit of light as to, hey, here's what's going on, right? Cut the forum BS, which you, you read on Facebook and what people are posting. Forget yeah, yeah, yeah. the BS about what people are sharing. Here is a real experience firsthand with someone, and this is the outcome. Yep. Man, that one's still, that just, that one shakes Some me. chills, you know, to <laughs> say the least. October, what do we do in October, Chris? You know, 
I love these types of podcasts, you know, when we talk about uh, timelines of vehicles, right? So on this one in October, we talked about the 01 to 07 Duramaxes, so the different RPOs, and what upgrades took place throughout those years, you know, from RPO to RPO, and the differences and the changes along the way, and some of the failures along with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do love a research episode. Do you yep. know Do you know our, our, our most popular episode ever is History of Duramax? Really? Yeah, isn't that wow. kind of, like just crazy to think of? That's like you don't get any more educational than that. No, no, no. and which I'll be honest with you, the amount of time I put into like actually reading about the history of Duramax was kind of mind numbing. Um, it's not my favorite way to spend time at work. I'll be honest, <laughs> it's it's just not. Uh, I think I did ended up. I think we were working from, or I was working from home then. Uh, so I think doing the research off hours was a little bit lighter. Uh, on it was a little bit easier at that time um but but this was one that i think we went back on and i had to go and i had to like do some refreshers because mm-hmm. like i don't know the last time i looked at the difference between lly and lbz injectors right right they're they're different and that's about all i ever need to of know of course right um so going back and, and learning about some of that stuff and then also it's it's an episode where we we didn't have uh, a guest on right. which which we usually do but but uh, lately, we've been trying to do more of this educational style where you and I can come on and just kind of talk and just share some of the knowledge uh, that we've gained over the of years, course. which is crazy to think yeah. um, based on where I was at seven years ago and my knowledge <laughs> of diesel and where, where we're at today. Speaking of knowledge and, and data collection and stuff like that, November, I thought, was a big milestone for not only us, but the company. And that was with uh, a ride-along with an L5D uh, truck. It was big. It was lifted. Big, obnoxious truck. Worst vehicle I've ever driven on the road. (laughs) Coming from someone who had a Kodiak, right? Like This is the new version of what you had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My Kodiak, maybe because it had a spring-loaded seat, uh, my Kodiak was more comfortable to drive. Also, I was like eight years younger. Yeah, for sure. So that might play into it a little. But I think it was cool as far as what that platform has to offer because we get a lot of complaints with guys with those vehicles from the factory, just the lack, sheer lack of power, vehicle yeah. speed limiters, all this. So it was crazy to see, you know, in, in some of the testing that we were doing, what tuning in a turbocharger has the capabilities to improve on. Drivability. Night and day difference. Yeah, They're and when you're talking, vehicles. when you're talking about the crap, vehicle the I suspension, ever drove based on the suspension, and I bet you know it was that thing such a stiff ride. Yeah, it, it just it felt. There, there was times in the recording that I'm pretty sure we had to clip out. Because it was uncomfortable. Uh, because yeah. it was, uh, as but we I, went down the road. The one thing we didn't do that I wish we did, and you know maybe we'll have the opportunity in the future, would be to put a trailer behind it and see how the vehicle drives. Because I have a hunch that thing drives nice. Oh, yeah. Well, that's how it's it's designed, designed I know. To, to be loaded. And we drove it unloaded. <laughs> we drove it on some of the worst streets Oops. in the country. <laughs> uh, no, we... we Listen, this should not be a knock towards the guy who built that truck or that truck oh, itself. No. Uh, the suspension and the way we drove it and the tires that were on it and just everything together. Was um, not the recipe. It for, was not the recipe. No. It also was not the purpose of that right. truck, even though it did have that badass truck bed that yeah. I swapped it, it did. to. I mean, the, love. the swap, I mean, it was it was to us kind of mid-conversion, right? It made, and, me, it made me miss Monroe beds. <laughs> but, you know, the power delivery and the drivability enhancement there, you know, that was a super cool truck to have in-house. We learned a lot from it. And, uh, you know, it's been kind of a, a popular, like, demand with guys now. Like, hey, I want that tuning and turbo package. Yeah. Now. You know, we saw it. We felt that. That's what we want to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. That was November. God, this month. I love that I love that I included a highlight for, for this month. We're in this month. This is my favorite episode because it's the – no, I'm just joking. Um, it was my favorite because you weren't God, in it. 
I know. <laughs> there you it's, go. It's, honestly, I didn't I didn't want to give Chris credit this close to Christmas because I don't like him going home for the holidays feeling good <laughs> about himself. Um, but uh, but Chris Chris and Nick went out for a ride along, heavy towing with with a diesel one hundred and one. Um, it was a good fucking episode. Oh, I mean, that was that was I an like episode. Justin and I, you had left us. We had nothing. <laughs> And like Justin's like, what are we gonna do? And I'm like, man, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? There's so much data and testing that we've been doing with the Cummins platform and turbocharger configuration, and it just so happened that we had a truck in the shop with a trailer that we were doing some data collection with. And I'm like, yo, I'm gonna talk to Nick. Like, this is this is the move. This is what we're doing. And um, it was a super good episode. Anytime we can get Nick on board and we can have True. we can have data being recorded and Nick is forced to answer my questions, great time. <laughs> great time. Um, but Nick it was is forced to answer <laughs> my questions as but, though you don't get your questions answered normally. Uh, but it was it was one of those things where I think it was it was more of an insightful episode, right? We get a lot of guys that call in at the shop. They talk about drive pressure, talk about boost pressure, talk about EGTs. They talk about all these things. Talk about numbers that they don't know about, but, right? And they but want to. It not only do they not know about them, but they don't know the severity of when those numbers become an issue. Yeah. Right. So I think that that episode was really good. And that's something that for me, myself and what I do, I can work and lean towards that video in the future for people that are wanting to learn. Yeah. So that's awesome. Uh, yeah, it was it was it was a really good. Thanks, episode. Paul. Appreciate it that. It was. I um, had grew another inch, but no big deal. I could just <laughs> feel my whole body just all <laughs> curling into itself of how much I hate this. Uh, okay, no, next year. So we're looking at some stuff for next year. Guys, we're open to ideas. Uh, please kick us some suggestions over at Fans of Diesel Performance Podcast Facebook group. Yeah. Uh, we, we're we active on that page. Um and the, the Facebook page in general. You can private message the Facebook page as well. We'd love to see that. Um, I think one of the things is, is there's some talk about putting together a real life budget build. We don't have all the final details well, yet. We've had we've had very good successes with budget build episodes in the past, yes. but we've never executed an actual budget build. I'm not sure if people love us arguing and that's why they like the budget build episodes yeah. or if they like the ideas that are shared about building a budget build and and we have on guys who have some sort of idea of what they're doing. We we mock build a, or put together a plan mm -hmm. for a budget build if you will. Um so I don't know what elements of those shows that people like, no. right? Have we ever thought about maybe doing a poll on our podcast page about what trucks guys drive to know what that popularity is? It's a good idea. Dang, man. I just thought yeah. of it. You know? Something. Look at that. And planning at its finest. Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah. So, so we're, we're looking for suggestions. Uh, we're looking for feedback. We're talking about a budget build, uh, potentially doing one in real life. Kind of what would that look like? What would the number be and how would it work? Uh, so we're working on some logistics. UCC, I, we're, we're in, we're, we'll be at UCC again. Yeah. Um, I don't know if dates have come out for that. I think they have. Uh, I think it's, I think, I'm pretty sure it's June again. Yeah. But, don't quote me on that. Right. Uh, yeah, it's probably it's probably still the first weekend in June. Uh, so we'll look to see what that is. Get mm -hmm. you guys exact dates as we go forward. Uh, we've covered UCC in so many different ways over the years. Now that we've been doing UCC for as long as we have uh, for the podcast, I'm always interested to find to hear feedback again on what do you guys want out of UCC? Do you want us 
to do you want to hear interviews with the other vendors who are there do you want to hear the live short recordings bite-sized episodes of us running around and getting guys while they're in the staging lanes getting ready to race and getting ready to dyno and getting ready to sled pull those are always an absolute fucking nightmare the older i get they, to, to go and produce but but if, if people want them we'll do it <laughs> i was even thinking maybe we do like a questionnaire and we do we roll out like four episodes where it terrible terrible on on justin producer justin's part but we do like three or four episodes and we we do have to interview every one of these guys and we ask them one question and that episode is that question that each individual answers oh that'd be wild oh yeah that actually that sounds that sounds plausible that, i could probably put that into like an actual production plan to so get that done. you know so look at this look at look at the amount of planning we're putting into our end of year we're going to do more of this uh <laughs> next year uh, but probably off mic uh, <laughs> we'll probably do more of the planning justin's eyes are bulging out of his head like what are you doing we're committing to nothing. Don't worry, Justin. We're committing to nothing. We're just saying these are ideas yeah. that we have, and some of them are good, and some of them uh, will probably get scratched. But uh, honestly, from our listeners' perspective, if there are things that you read and you see and you hear about that are going on in the industry, and you want to learn and know more about that, shoot us a message. Post on our on our Facebook yeah. channel. Like We would love to listen to what recommendations you guys have for us to offer good quality content for you guys. That's right. Yeah. Who else do you want us to interview? Uh, you, you know, we we have really good luck with being able to reach out to yeah. to companies uh, and um, individuals who are who are known without the throughout the industry. We've been very blessed to the fact that a lot of those guys are willing to talk to us. Uh, so please, who do you want to hear from? You know, let us know. Uh, it's on you now. We've we've given you our ideas. Yeah. Where are yours? <laughs> Less work, the better. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, from all of us here uh, at Diesel Performance Podcast and uh, Calibrated Power Duramax Tuner, thank you so much for listening to the show throughout the year. It really does mean the world to us uh, that we're able to do this for you guys. Uh, it's certainly a privilege uh, to to be a part of the podcast and be a part of the diesel performance community. For today, I'm Paul Wilson. And I'm Chris Emke. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Uh, this has been Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. Make sure to like and subscribe, and we'll talk to you again soon. You're up. You're it, up. It's up. I'm up.